Hi everyone, my name is Amber Austin and today we'll be talking about how the government addresses the issue of abortion. Before we begin, you will need to know some of the meanings of these words. Abortion is deliberate termination of pregnancy. Pro-choice is supporting the right of a woman to decide for themselves whether or not to have an abortion. And pro-life is the anti-abortion view that the fetus has an absolute right to life. The U.S. is divided on the fact of abortion even before the right was granted in 1973 by Roe v. Wade. There are two separate groups, pro-choice and pro-life. The people who are pro-choice believe that women who want to get an abortion should have the option to get one because it is their body that will go through the pregnancy and they should be allowed to choose what they want to do with it. The people who are pro-life believe that when getting an abortion, the mother is killing her unborn child, and they believe that women should not have the right to murder a child unborn or not. Abortion is legal throughout the United States and its territories, although restrictions and different accessibilities vary between states. So, who is affected by abortion laws? Well, women will be affected because it will be their body going through the pregnancy or not going through the pregnancy. And most women in a lower socioeconomic status, because they don't have as much financial stability, will choose to get an abortion. Or women at a lower age, because they don't have as much financial stability or experience, or it's an accident and they're not ready. Laws have a constitutional connection because in 1973, the U.S. Supreme Court case Roe v. Wade affirmed that the access to safe and legal abortion is a constitutional right. So how does each branch of government impact change of these abortion laws? The legislative branch impacts change by making laws to allow or deny certain rights to women regarding abortion. The executive branch impacts change by carrying out the women's right to have abortion or to choose to not have one. The judicial branch helped make it legal for women to have the right to terminate a pregnancy if needed in 1973. Some events that occurred regarding abortion between 2000 and 2020 are that June 8, 2000, Stenberg v. Carhartt in the U.S. Supreme Court refused Nebraska's ban on partial birth abortion. November 5, 2003, President Bush signed the Partial Birth Abortion Act of 2003, prohibiting certain abortion procedures. And in April 18, 2007, Gonzalez v. Carhartt and Gonzalez v. Planned Parenthood Federation of America, the U.S. Supreme Court uphold a federal law banning abortion. Some of the solutions that have come up is that the Planned Parenthood Committee is helping people avoid unintended pregnancies, but when they are faced with an unintended pregnancy, they prompt access to safe and legal abortion. But instead of trying to reduce the number of unintended pregnancies, they're trying to increase the number of people that have access to affordable birth control options instead of fighting unconstitutional federal bans on abortion. Attempts to restrict and even ban abortion at the state levels are part of an ongoing effort to deny people their right to make their own personal medical decisions. These laws that restrict access to abortion hurt people's health and endanger their safety. These abortion bans and restrictions vary from state to state, but they are all part of an effort to outlaw abortion completely in the U.S. State legislators are unprecedented and have made dangerous attacks on the access to abortion. 
So what actions need to be taken by the state and federal government? Well, the state government needs to take action by trying to protect the women's rights by giving them the choice of abortion instead of making the choice for them. And the federal government needs to work with the state or overrule the state if they refuse to give women basic rights by choice of their body. So each part of the government has a specific role to play regarding the different laws about abortion and how they affect women. So in the past 10 years, many states have abolished the death penalty, including Washington State, Connecticut, and a few others. And as of 2019, the majority of Americans believe in life imprisonment over the death penalty as punishment for people's crimes. Now, in 2020, because of COVID-19, healthcare workers are requesting the drugs used in executions to help prevent COVID-19.